This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. And welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Miles Danhausen Jr., and I am joined today by David Elliott. David, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Oh, thanks, Miles. This is the first time we've been unsupervised together. I'm a little nervous about it. Yeah, this could go terribly. Uh-huh. We got a dog, though. Maybe Oxford will start barking if we go too far. Hopefully. Or maybe someone will just crash into the building and end this. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Uh, we are talking 4th of July today. Um, one of your favorite days of the year. Yeah, I love the 4th of July. It's like a culmination of we've just had a whole bunch of stuff finished in this office. And it's a, I don't know, a big celebration day for me. It's a little bit different this year than Bailey's Harbor because I usually sit up on our deck and talk at people in a microphone. Okay, talk is a kind way to put it, Dave. I'm somewhat nice. (laughs) Dave heckles people throughout the town of Bailey's Harbor. Very nicely. I say hello (laughs) to people, Mr. Danhausen. I say hello. And you missed it last year because the only parade in Bailey's Harbor last year was the Rhythm Chicken and uh, Camp David driving through town. Yep, and you were there and so was Mr. Uh, Brett Cosmiter as Mm -hmm. well. I think a cocktail in hand as well. (laughs) And and when Dave says from from the deck, he's talking about just above our Pulse office. Dave lives upstairs. And then uh, so you can always throw eggs at his building. Mm. (laughs) But we tend to sit on his deck uh, overlooking Bailey's Harbor. It's a it's a great scene. And Bailey's Harbor on the 4th is always um, kind of the, the centerpiece of the 4th on in Door County. No no knock on Egg Harbor, my hometown, or Surgeon Bay or some of these other places. But, uh, you know, amongst locals, I think Bailey's Harbor is kind of the biggest party in, in normal years. This year, there's, there's no parade because there's, as they were doing the planning, not quite sure what the situation with COVID was going to be this spring and figuring out the road closures in advance. So they had they canceled the parade and decided to go with uh, a block party set up throughout town. Yeah. Um, and still there's still going to be a, a big uh, tent set up with all sorts of different vendors showing up. We still have a big crafts fair that starts in the morning. Um, it's still the day still starts with a breakfast pancake breakfast to help with the firefighters. So that that stuff still remains. But then, it yes, it shifts to more of an afternoon affair where the road is closed and all these businesses are setting up to have bands. Not for profits are coming in to sell some wares to donate to their individual causes and so the roads close from ward street to county f so if you're coming into bailey's harbor for the fourth you can still come in on county f county f will be open into town but then from there south it will be closed to ward street so um there are some back roads on the west side of 57 that people will be able to get around when you come down here but um just expect to not be able to cruise right up 57 through bailey's harbor on the 4th of july there's still plenty of parking you still can get to brand field you can still park behind the school park i believe is going to be open for parking fire station has some parking behind it and there's lots of street parking so there's still places to park and there's fireworks in bailey's harbor yes and that is on the third or the fourth that's the fourth okay always on the fourth and then Egg Harbor is going to go forward with their parade. Their parade's in the afternoon. Usually the parade goes Bailey's Harbor in the morning, and then all those floats just drive straight across the peninsula to Egg Harbor, and then they hit the parade there in the afternoon at 1.30. This year, they're just going to be lining up in Egg Harbor. I mean, Egg Harbor is also a great scene. Like the, One of my friends once told me the 4th of July is a holiday for small towns. 
And I just love that quote. And I hadn't thought about it growing up here because you just, you know, I grew up in Egg Harbor just hopping in the. That sounds like a Ryan Hill quote. Is that a Ryan Hill <laughs> No, quote? it's not. It's uh, it's Matt Filipando who I have oh. to credit that for um, or credit that to. But, you know, I grew up just sitting in my grandma's front yard in the center of Egg Harbor watching the parade and, you know, stepping in horse dung and stuff like that, um, chasing candy. But I just, that's what I knew the fourth as. And then when I was in Chicago for a few years, yes, there are tons of fireworks going off all over the city all night long. Um, but it doesn't have the same feel to be in a big city. I always thought like, oh, the big city in the fourth would be great, but it's much cooler, I think, in a small town like Bailey's Harbor or Egg Harbor. Sure. And actually, I mean, the, the, the parades are great, but so is, it's just the gathering of a bunch of people and seeing people that you haven't seen in a while and all the smiling faces and families that get together that put together floats randomly that they do that one time a year and they come up in their seasonal home and gather around for the fireworks. Yeah, it does have a bit of that reunion feel, sort of like the way Fall Fest does in um, October. But just to, you walk around Bailey's Harbor and, and you just, it's kind of hard to get through town because you just keep running into, if you're from here or come here a lot, it's just hard not to run into tons of new faces or kind of faces you haven't seen in a while. And the same thing happens in Egg Harbor. And I hear that they've got the UW marching band is coming up mm -hmm. to be in their parade this year. That's kind of cool. That's new for that. This, I think. I, I think they've brought them up sometimes in, in past years, but, uh, and then they usually will do like a little after party in the uh, Harborview park where they'll play extra sets and stuff oh, like nice. that. So that's always a good time uh, for the fireworks there on the third Obviously, great places to watch that throughout town, but one of the cool things this year is Alpine Resort. The new owner there is opening up the ground so people can come down there, lay a blanket, bring some chairs, and watch the fireworks from the shores of the Alpine. Well, that's a brand new, that's kind of really cool. That is really cool. And it's, you know, the, the lodge is not open and the restaurant's not open, but I do believe they'll be selling some beer and wine and things like that down there, maybe some food. But just a cool, I mean, if you haven't been to the Alpine and you're kind of wondering what's happening down there, it's a great opportunity to go check it out, see the grounds, and um, don't know exactly what's in the works yet for that property yet, but... Um, that's, another, that's a podcast for another day. That's a, that's a whole other podcast. No, but that's a whole other deal. Also, Sturgeon Bay has their, their fireworks again this summer, or... July 4th, everything's back. I mean, remember last year when everyone had to make that tough call of like, we're, we're going to cancel the 4th. <laughs> it was, yep. and I remember talking to the heads of the different business associations and they all came together to announce it at one time because they didn't want to be the bad guys. It's like, we're all, right, we're all going to take this fury when we do it at once. And they did. So a lot of them coming back and it's going to be a huge relief for them to be putting this back on again. Um, fireworks in Surgeon Bay are always a great time. Fireworks in Gills Rock. And there's also some down Maplewood they're all over the place. It's all coming back. You can't see all of them at once though. You gotta, you gotta pick one location. <laughs> well, from the deer stand near my house, I can actually go up there and I can see like three different fireworks displays. Well, just kind of up on Gills Rock, you can see kind of across the water on the other side of the fireworks going off up there too. It's pretty cool to see that too. Also 4th of July, one of the cool things that happens at the start of the day for those who want to get up early and uh, burn some calories before you eat a ton of brats throughout the day, the hairpin run in Fish Creek is back. There is a virtual option, but there's also an in-person option. And as of now, they're asking people to show up and wear masks at the starting line um, in that opening area. So bring a mask. I don't think you have to keep it on throughout the run. <laughs> I don't think so. No, but it's a good challenge. Have you done the hairpin, Dave? I have done it. I want to say twice. Okay. Have you done it in the course where they go? They start by going up the hill? Yes. Yeah. It's brutal. Like even when I was in shape, which I'm not now. I um, beat both of my brother-in-laws, which was a, a feat for me. I'm older than both of them and gave them a hard time. It was a great day. Well, one of them was probably already drinking. That's probably true. 
<laughs> but it's re really cool. It starts in the center of Fish Creek. They close the hill down. You start by going up the big hill and then uh, wind your way through to the uh, hairpin back on Cottage Row. And it's also cool because some of the families along the, the road there just set up like little water stations for you just at the end of their driveway. And there's some fans down there. So Yeah, and the Friends of Gibraltar put that on and they do a really good job hosting it. And the finish line is always full of a banana or two or three <laughs> and lots of liquids to help fulfill your... And it's a huge fundraiser for Friends of Gibraltar, mm -hmm. which does a lot of work to supplement the programs at Gibraltar schools. So I know that's one of their major fundraisers of the year. And it's going to be really cool to see that back in action again this summer too. So do that and then come to Bailey's Harbor and eat a bunch of pancakes at the fire station to put <laughs> yeah. carb yourself. And that's a couple of years ago, I did do something like that. I was trying to hit as many things on the fourth as I could. So I did the hairpin and I think I actually worked the setup, ran the race, came to Bailey's, got here just in time to hop on your roof and see the parade and then make my way out, caught somebody, you know, friends with boats, got out on the water for a little while, came back and, and saw fireworks up in uh, Gills Rock. So it is kind of cool if you want to give yourself this own little mini 4th of July Olympics is try and hit as many of these things as you can in a single day. Do you still think you could do that? No, no. no. <laughs> I, and even if I could, uh, my son definitely could not. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, what else we got to talk about on the 4th? I mean, look at, go to doorcountypulse.com and look at the schedule of events. There's so much going on. All these different businesses have different live music. There's, there's stuff everywhere throughout the peninsula. There's always a place to have a good time. Things are getting stretched into next week, too, because of the extended holiday with Monday being a, a national holiday as well. So take a look, doorcountypulse.com on the events. Oh, and I'm glad you mentioned that because as I was looking at our events calendar this week, you know, we've gone almost more than an entire year with very little live music. And, you know, over the last five to 10 years, really for the last live music has always been a part of Door County, but it's grown and grown and grown. And then to not have it for this whole year. And then I was looking at our calendar and we got, you know, 10, 15 live music performances every day coming up over the 4th of July weekend, whether it's like the acoustic guitar at a winery or a big band at Husby's or, and then also this uh, weekend for the holiday, a couple of big venues come back. Fishstock is back with their first show of the year. And then uh, Door Community Auditorium finally gets their stage going again. Yeah, on Friday, tomorrow. July 2nd. Who is it again? It's the special <laughs> consensus. We just had this discussion. They're reading their website. They are a bluegrass quartet with a sound as shiny as a newly minted penny. That sounds kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> the special consensus. Then on uh, later this week, they have Todd Carey, kind of a local favorite. So I know that in talking to Carey Lewis this week, they're really excited to finally get back to doing what they do best. And so many of these nonprofits, especially the music venues, having just had to rearrange everything they do, do these virtual performances, spend a lot more time applying for grants and stuff and just try to keep it afloat. Like it's got to be such a reward to be here now and, and be at a point where you're like, okay, this is why I took this job. This is what, <laughs> what we're here for. I sat down with her yesterday as well, and she's super excited. They've still got some mask in, restrictions in, mm -hmm. so be sure to bring a mask when you go to the performances. They're affiliated with the school, so they have to be because there's still summer school in, in session. So there is that, but it's a great... It's a great venue to see a show and check it out. Yeah. Um, and speaking of the auditorium, uh, not July 4th related, but in this week's issue, um, I wrote a story about their new, almost completed acquisition of what was the Fish Creek Grill. Some people might know it as Carlos Banditos from way back in the day. Um, but or the De Marini's. Or De Marini's, yeah. The restaurant across the street from the Door Community Auditorium, um, they are in the works to purchase that property and kind of expand what they can offer there. 
Yeah, don't go down that alley, though, Miles. We can have a long discussion about that, too. Let's hold that one for another podcast. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, well, stay tuned. But uh, I will wrap that up in a boat. This summer, it's uh, operating Scott Schmitz is operating a noodles and booze uh, restaurant out of there from Tuesdays through Thursdays. I talked to Scott this week as well, and he bought it in February, and then the auditorium approached him to potentially purchase it from him. That's going through. So he's going to operate this small restaurant for three days a week through September. And then as long as the town board approves the change of use, the auditorium will buy it, take it over. And then Scott will move back to doing um, a new restaurant venture at uh, the former Taco Cerveza location in the middle of town. So it's a complicated story, but the end result will be the auditorium moving their offices into that building and having kind of a mini performance and green room space for kind of pre and post show performances and maybe an educational center. Yeah, so, it also sounds like they'll do some smaller shows there too for, yeah. for people as well. It's a great space. And you've been involved with that organization in the past. Um, I've been involved 20 years that has come up that like, hey, how can we do something that, you know, you can't sell beer, wine, liquor on school property. So you are limited in some sorts of like the, the galas and parties you can do. So now they have this option. So And it's also great because they need more parking for the handicapped parking spaces. Yeah. And this gives a, make lets you park a lot closer actually to the venue than, than the other spots allow with a flatter surface for wheelchairs and a handicap accessibility too. Yeah, I was over there taking a picture. That new crosswalk, that pedestrian protected crosswalk that the uh, Department of Transportation in the town of Gibraltar put in really made that a better possibility now that it's a lot safer for someone to park there and not have to play like Frogger to get across the street. So. Yeah, that's actually, you should check out the Pulse and see Miles' incredible photography. It well, is that, well, stunning that photography. It, it took a picture of a parking lot. At first I looked at <laughs> this, why are we printing a picture of a parking lot? But now that the reference point is the pedestrian walkway, that makes a little bit of sense. There you go. But it's, well, it's, one day, your, it's one of your best photos ever. Well, thanks, Dave. One day I'll teach you how news works. Yeah, uh, thanks. <laughs> one day. Um, all right. So I'm that's a little a, stubborn. I don't think you'll get that far with that. That's a good primer on the news. Also, I'm pretty stoked. Uh, this band Sneezy, one of my favorites up here, is playing a couple times this weekend at Husby's. So that'll be a good show. But there's live music everywhere. So even if you don't do a darn thing that's related to the 4th of July at all, you just go party. That's a good idea. Hey, and one thing we should talk about too, so the 4th of July also means that the new issue of Door County Living is out. Yes. And uh, it has a great cover. It's got a, a beautiful backlit lit lighthouse in the middle of a night sky. It's an awesome pick. Grab one. Miles that picture's used. from uh, uh, Frickman Studio Gallery, by the way. Beautiful uh, photo. I did know that, but uh, you, the plug is very important. We really appreciate it. I like to give guys. people credit, Dave. That's important. I too. know. I know you I think it all just your happens. Na your name is on the masthead somewhere on there. <laughs> So, Miles, you uh, you kind of did a lot to put this uh, issue together. What, what what should someone read when they open it? Other than everything, of course, it's important. But what what are you what are the highlights here? Well, I do think it's a a really great issue. Um, covers a lot of facets of the county, and I think what makes this great. I think it's it's really cool that we got a story on Fred. Do you say his name Waylon or Wallen? He did so much work in your apartment, Dave. I'm you not going to say anything. I'm okay. just going to let you. Well, okay. Anybody who knows him, it's Fredo. Um, Fredo is the yep. That's what I call him. You say he did my work. Yep. I didn't even know what his last name was until we were doing this article. Wallin, Wallin, <laughs> maybe. Wallin. Yep. There's all sorts of options. He's an incredible artist, though, and he does. He gets really great work with wood and and puts these. It's a uh, sunken cypress, I think, yeah. is what he uses, and it the way the way that he works with it is just incredible. Yeah, it's beautiful wood with like all the imperfections in it make it kind of artsy and art and beautiful. So um, we got a feature on him, and Fred's a carpenter by trade who kind of got into this different um, woodworking endeavor doing this on the side and 
Yeah, it's just we don't do enough probably to highlight some of the skills of the tradesmen. And those are some of my favorite stories when you take and you get the artistry out of it. Um, one of the favorite stories I ever got the pleasure of writing was the one on Rusty Lardnoise years and years ago who worked on for Palmer Johnson Yachts and just was like just such an incredible carpenter that other carpenters were just envious of him. So I, I love those kind of stories. So it's really cool to have that story on Fredo in here. Dork Armor Farms and what they have going on up the street is one written by Polly Fitz. And, you know, that's a organic beef farm. You think of what, 15 years ago, you couldn't get that anywhere up here. And now you have multiple farms doing this. And it just seemed like something years ago, people would say, oh, organic stuff, that's never going to go. That's never going to become mainstream. That's just going to be too expensive. Nobody will pay the money for it. And in Door County, people are paying the money for it. Yep. And they're, and they're setting up shop, they're farms and shops and to sell the, all the fresh meat out of it and, and all sorts of other things to go along with it. But oh, you're flipping the pages. We can hear them through the mics, Miles. Nice work. So the, yeah, I'm literally flipping the, through our the, magazine the right now. The Third Coast to Dive. That one was, a, that's a, a really cool story too. Jackson Parr wrote that one for us. And um, you know what? I should give Jackson actually call and have him come in and talk about this a little bit because just that 70s dive scene 60s and 70s really even going back to the 1950s when people would come up here to dive and and search for the shipwrecks it was actually a big scene now there's some people who do it but back then there were actually multiple dive shops in the county you go get a oxygen tank filled up and there, this particular one was uh the on the rocks dive lodge up in gills rock where guys would go up there stay in this motel motel is a, a loose word for it loose and literally just be sitting there up on the bluff looking out at the water and going out diving every day well maybe we'll see a rebirth in that like we've seen a rebirth in surfing we have like three surf shops i mean that's a really big digression i won't go down <laughs> no it, but, but it's, but it's kind of it's interesting that in one year we have we didn't have any and we go to three so maybe we'll have four dive shops next year yeah. <laughs> Um, and there's also an essay in this one. We don't do a lot of essays in Door County Living Magazine, but this was a pretty cool one. A guy, Bob Pottier, just sent me a collection of stories he had written, that's like stories about his life. And I asked him to like trim it down into and focus on one of them. And, he, and the one I asked him to is about the outhouse on the farm that he um, grew up on in Southern Door, which is now the home of Fiddler's Farm, a live music venue. And so the farm's still there. The outhouse is gone, but he just talks about growing up on a Southern Door farm 70 years ago and just being a kid in Door County. And I think, you know, in this age when we're we're grappling with who we are and our identity as tourism grows and development occurs, it's good just kind of remind of the different experiences of the past in the county and how people made a living here and, and made a life here. Yeah, and how do we immortalize those stories so that we can carry them on so that that's at least that piece of that era is passed on from generation to generation in stories. And you need that so people hang on to it when they make the next decision or or as we're, you know, stewards of this place, you got to know where you came from yeah. and you got to know how people lived here and respect that and celebrate it. Um, so this magazine does that too. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that bring it right back to that. Just back right, to the tagline. Yeah, we just it, we celebrate the history and culture of our community. So, but we, we let's not talk too much about it. Let's people let people discover it for themselves. There's a great article on the ridges too. So you should open up that that magazine. It's on the shelves everywhere. If you can't find one, stop by our office in Bailey's Harbor. Yeah, chat up Ben. Yeah, he loves it. He loves <laughs> visitors. Yeah, I used when people come and buy posters, too. We sell posters. You should come and buy posters. <laughs> Dave, ultimate, <laughs> ultimate sales pitch man on the uh, uh, Door County Falls like, podcast. Just, it's a little bit, I'm a, yeah. The day started early for me, so I'm, I'm kind of feeling a little giddy at this point. All right. Well, we got through it. We got, wow, we actually went for 45 minutes, Dave. Shocking. 
Damn. Maybe we um, need to find, maybe I'm going to bring it back to the magazine again. It has some cool summer drinks in here. Maybe we need to find a way to make some of those. Yeah, there are actually like, I think seven drinks on this list. So great drinks to go out and get at local restaurants, but also a couple of recipes for yourself. There's a big time, a crimson and clover, a little devil. Malmo mule. And mermaid water and a painkiller. Well, we all know what painkillers are. And the white lady. <laughs> <laughs> They're all very tasty. I have I've had them all. That was a tough assignment to go out there and and get those, but I, I was able to pull it off, Dave. That's going back to the old days of how you collect events. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So we got through it. We're almost up to fifty minutes. Uh, people are probably throwing up listening to us at this point. Um, thanks for listening. We got through this without Andrew. We miss he, you, Andrew. Andrew is sick, and this is what happens when Andrew's gone. We get podcasts like this. Yes. Sorry. You're welcome. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Miles. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com slash shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.